Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another hash episode of Hashtag Football Friday. We're live in, Le- in Levin Color right here. It's Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with, with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scorpio on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app today. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch our other five live shows throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you could go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app today. And speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please find Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this fine program, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor. And make sure you follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions doing our two-hour extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something silly or do something stupid, I've given Lakina full bolt to give you fools to build and be a boot. Bye-bye. I love she says that. <laughs> <laughs> but before we begin, we must be, we must be, three, two, one. This is life, folks. <laughs> three, two, one. We must remind you that you can now catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. That's right. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. Celebrate with the squad and give with the program. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on the sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. We know you have a streaming device or two laying around, iPad, iTouch, your personal PC, laptop, mm-hmm. old cell all phones. That. Yeah, all that. Yep. Yeah, all that. We know you got a couple of those items laying around. 
just download the Roku TV app and you can access Sports on Chicago that way. So once again, celebrate with the squad, get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. We are available live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Oh, Sam, yes, we are. So, Sam, we got a busy show coming up for you guys today. And, of course, our girl, Christine Manica for KXRB, is doing something uh, special like she did last year. We'll talk about that later on mm-hmm. in the show. And, uh, yeah, so let's get right to it. We're going to switch things up a little bit here. Uh, we're gonna actually going to talk some bulls, Sid. Uh, Yay! Right? Yeah! <laughs> woo Yeah, a little bit of hope here. Uh, <laughs> the bulls opened a uh, training camp uh, earlier this week. They did the other team photos and everything else, and, you know, um, Billy Donovan had some, you know, some roars of encouragement for, for this season coming up. And this is according, this is, uh, I think this is from uh, our, our buddies at uh, NBC Sports Chicago, or maybe maybe not, I don't know. But uh, here's uh, Billy Donovan just right after their first practice. Does it make you uh, any more optimistic about the prospects of return, or is it kind of really a kind of Yeah, I mean, I think you always try to stay optimistic, right? He's got some really skilled um people that have been working with him that are really, really well respected. It's been a group effort between, you know, our medical staff and, and his medical staff in LA. Um, you know, very, very competent, skilled, really good doctors. So you always try to stay, you know, optimistic that, you know, this will get resolved and he'll be fine. But, you know, until he gets back and, and gets into the situations that were causing him pain, see how he responds to being back in those situations we'll find out more i don't know how long one information i don't uh, don't know is i don't know how long it will take before he can actually start the rehab process all right that's from uh bulls tv uh courtesy of them and that was actually talking about that was actually talking about lonzo ball's injury had a cleanup yesterday it went well there's some optimism that he might be back by january that's sort of like the optimistic view here so you know Folks are Bulls fans are getting a little bit nervous and such. When you hear what Lonzo said last week that he couldn't even walk, that's a little bit concerning. So it looks like mm-hmm. looks like the cleanup went well, and we'll see what happens. But so, what do you what do you think about all this? Yeah, a couple of observations here. If you're the Bulls, you don't set a timeline to put out into the public because it's going to create distractions for the players and for the fans as well. You definitely mm-hmm. don't want to do that. You have to be careful with the lines of ball here. And that, and that seems like that's what they've been doing here is just say things that thought they were going to go their way in terms of the rehab uh, and, and things along that line. Obviously, it didn't go well last season. So you don't want to set a date and put it out to the public and create any decision in that locker room because that's not good. You still need lines of ball at some point. You may set it internally inside inside that building, but you don't want to put it, put it out there in public. So uh, give the Bulls credit for that. I was thinking about this uh, last night, reading through articles and, and checking out some some of the of some of the f- footage that uh, comments that were made by as, as we played right there by head coach Billy Donovan and some of the players too. You, if you're the players, you have to start the season like Alonzo Ball is not going to be a part of it because, like I said, if you you're in the back of the mind you think, oh. Uh, he's coming back, especially if the the bit they get out to a long losing streak or get out to a slow mm-hmm. start. Oh, Alonzo Ball's going to come back and save us. Uh, th- that's not going to happen. And if you pretend that he's not going to come back this season, just focusing on your job and do what you're supposed to do, you're going to be fine. Now, as far as Alonzo Ball's concerned, my observation was yesterday, my, my thought was, I think we kind of talked about this before, Lakina. If we did, I'll bring it up again. If, if you're cautious, the Bulls will – 
uh, be smart about this if he returns in mid-January or perhaps hold him out to the All-Star break, which is be, uh, as February between February 17th and 19th this year. If you hold him out to the All-Star break, uh, they'll be great too. But I think most Bulls, most logical Bulls fans, uh, if Lonzo Ball returns sometime after January and the Bulls have that record above 500, this team can really take off. And, and Bulls fans will be happy because you'll, you'll at least get uh, a half a season of Lonzo Ball. The Bulls can perhaps improve their their standings within the Eastern Conference and things should be okay, provided that you don't have any major injuries like you did last year. Yeah, hopefully there's no setbacks with Lonzo's uh, as he recovers. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll get hopefully he'll get cleared after the four to six week time time for that would be about mid November. So after that, he can probably start resuming basketball activities and kind of mm-hmm. slowly, you know, get his strength back, you know, get his mojo back, and hopefully we can kind of we he could be back by at the very you know mid 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 January to early February after the All Star mm-hmm. break somewhere in that range. And the Bulls are going to be right there, sort of like in the top six, top seven. In the East, which they should, I think you know Bulls fans can be a little bit better about themselves, and they can avoid those those uh, serious injuries like they did last year with uh, with Zach's knee and you know some and the COVID issues and mm-hmm. um, Caruso and all his injuries. So hopefully they can kind of you know, get things going here. I know there's a lot of people that are you know Vooch, you know everybody's you know, all everyone makes fun of Vooch and that sort of thing, but he looked <laughs> he looked really good in training camp. And of course you got Goran Dragic, you got Andre Drummond. So hopefully they can, uh, look they can't do what Lonzo. You know, can do, but mm-hmm. hopefully they can kind of you know, keep things afloat and you know, maybe pick up the slack. We'll see how Io does. Kobe White, you know, they they should be able to step up. Patrick Williams too. He you know got some summer league. You know, he act, he's bolted up a little bit. So I'm look. I know. Yes, everyone else in the Central Division has gotten better, but I think the Bulls can still be right there, like in like. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're they're Boston or Philadelphia or Brooklyn level, but I think it can be like right there where they were last year between four to six. Yeah, I'm with you, Lakina. As I said before, with the Bulls, especially the way I don't know if you checked out their schedule to start the year, with the way they start off is a little bit different than Great it was tough. last year. As long as they keep their regular are uh, at around or slightly above 500, they should be okay. But I want to uh, get your opinion, Lakina, and our viewers out there as well. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Uh, what do you expect from Io Dosumo uh, this year? Because he's expected to start. He in in Alex Caruso is going to compete for that starting spot. Uh, I'll get to the big guys in just a moment. But what do you expect from Io? Because me personally, we know that he can run a team. He wasn't allowed to do do that last year because he's a rookie. And I said last year when we did our NBA preview show that uh, he he didn't have that pressure of being a hometown kid like Derrick Rose did Mm -hmm. to save the city, save the franchise. And I said at the time, because remember Kobe right around this time last year, missed the first month of the season due Mm -hmm. to his shoulder surgery. The, the playing time that Ayo Dusumu got early last year would pay off, and you saw that it did uh, during the last half of the year, and plus in the playoff series against Milwaukee. But I expect Ayo Dusumu's offensive game to pick up a bit. If he's allowed to run the team and be a distributor, that'd be great too. But I still expect him to be slightly above average defensively. But I want to see what he does offensively, especially if he's given that freedom to run the team. Yeah, I think he'll have a, like, a little bit more freedom. Like I said, he bolted up a little bit during the over the offseason mm-hmm. as well. So I have no doubt that he'll probably, you know, get the game up a little bit. You know, I think he's if you heard him in interviews, he said that like he wants to get better defensively, he wants to shoot better, you know, very raw. And look, the fact that he was right there, he was second all NBA second team rookie, second rookie all NBA last, mm-hmm. last season. So 
you know, I think he's got the game to sort of to do it. And I think, look, he could definitely give a, a shot to kind of be sort of like right there to, to challenge Cruiser for that starting spot. And look, I, I feel like I think the sky's the limit for the Bulls. Like I said, are there a championship contender? Probably not yet, mm-hmm. but I think they could definitely be like right there in that second tier in the East. I know people are, you know, saying, well, they should have made more moves and blah, blah, blah. But look, you know, AK mm-hmm. kept, you know, sort of you know, preaching chemistry. So hopefully during this training camp, as they do, uh, they play the preseason games, they can start, you know, getting that chemistry going. And look, everybody, look, everyone seems upbeat and ready. And, you know, Zach, you know, wants to prove that, you know, that max money, you know, he's worth that. So, mm-hmm. and I know DeMar DeRozan is, is going to be, is going to be tough for him to uh, duplicate what he did last year. Yeah. Cause he's a little bit older, but I think, like I said, he's, you know, getting his conditioning going and such. I know they all trained together. Well, most of them did over the summer too. So mm-hmm. I, I think, look, I, I'm feeling pretty good about this Bulls team. How about you? I'm feeling pretty confident uh, about this Bulls team. Like I say, should it be a playoff team without any major injuries, i.e. Lonzo Ball, assuming that he comes back later in this year, or if we don't, uh, assuming that we don't have any major injuries with DeMar or Zach or anybody else? Yes, I feel confident. As we said last year, Lakina, as the Bulls, before they made their first playoff appearance in six years, stay out of seven. This is the whole goal, especially now you know that you're going to at least start the first couple of months without Alonzo Ball, perhaps the first half of the year. Stay out of seven. Keep your record above 500 until he returns, if he returns this year, and you'll be okay. Now, I want to ask our our, our viewers and listeners out there, along with you, Lakina, one of the big problems that the Bulls had last year was defense, especially with the interior and rebounding. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tristan Thompson did help a little bit last year to fill, fill up a roster spot and bring that veteran presence, but you could tell, especially in the playoffs, that he didn't have much left, and we knew that going in. But this year, uh, we expect Vucevic to be better. We'll dig more into him in just a moment. But Andre Drummond, we picked up from the Brooklyn Nets in the offseason via, mm-hmm. via free agency and Patrick Williams, who made a late return last year, but you could tell that he wasn't himself. He was trying to get mm-hmm. his conditioning and, and his timing back this year. He is expected to play a, a full schedule and Andre Drummond is there to bring that veter- veteran presence. He's a little bit younger than Tristan Thompson, but not that much. What do you expect out of those two gentlemen this year? I hope, yeah, I hope they can kind of sort of, you know, because that was like, I think they were like one of the worst teams when it came to interior defense last year. So, mm-hmm. and we saw that too in that that playoff uh, first round loss to the Bucks. So, you know, Giannis really exposed that interior for, especially with the rebounds and such. So, like I said, you know, Pat P. Willis balled up, you know, can be more aggressive on the inside. You know, Andre Drummond, this is, this is his first rodeo either. So he could definitely kind of, you know, get that veteran presence on the inside as well. You know, Dragon should be, you know, it's a little bit of a rim protector himself, too. He can play both from both, both the power and at the at the point and on the outside, too. So they've got guys there to kind of like sort of pick things, pick up the slack in case, you know, someone struggles or someone, you know, God forbid, you know, knock on wood gets hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, look, like I said before, I think let's let's just see. Let's just see how the Bulls, this new Bulls team looks you know, so far in these, you know, preseason games and before we everyone freestyle that, you know, the, I think the over, over, over under is like 48, I think, you know, 46 to 48, somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. the over under, over unders for a win. That's about right. Mm. Which is about right. I mean, like I said, they're not Brooklyn, they're not Philly, they're not Boston, but I think they're right there in that second tier. Remember, they were the number one seed in the East for a while in the early, early last year. You mm-hmm. probably say it was scheduled, but yeah, look, everyone was healthy. Then everyone started getting hurt and, you know, Lazo got hurt and, you know, Caruso, mm-hmm. you know, had his injury issues and such. So I think, look, let's just wipe the slate clean and see how this, how this season goes before anybody like freaks out either way. 
You're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday edition, live in living color right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid McKinney here with you talking Bulls in NBA training camp as training camps have now opened up in the preseason schedule. Uh, we'll uh, open up this this weekend. Of course, we have one game to review for you guys uh, coming coming up. But I want to wrap up uh, the Bulls part of the discussion, Lakina, uh, giving you my prediction for Patrick Williams. Wherever he gives you offensively is a bonus. I want to see him step up more defensively. We saw that during his rookie year, during that shortened 72-game season in 2021. I want to see get him get better, especially on one-on-one defense. I want to see him become a better rebounder as well. Now, as far as scoring, like I said, wherever you get for him scoring rise uh, is a bonus. We saw what he did last year in that last regular right. season game against Minnesota, which both teams made the playoffs, so the game didn't mean anything to either team. But – He's here's your fourth or fifth option at best in terms of scoring. You still have Zach, you still have DeMar DeRozan, you still have Vucevic, top three scores right there. But I think Patrick Williams' value will will become more evident on the defensive end. I want to see him uh, dominate, especially uh, crashing the boards and whatever Andre Drummond gives you. That's a bonus as well. But I want to see Pat. I'm expecting more for Patrick Williams because this is it for him. I know he was he was rumored in. Trade talks over the summer along with Kobe White. Let's see what Patrick Williams can do this year. This is a make it or break it year for him. Oh, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think especially with all the trade rumors, like you said, said, like I said, he's bolted up. Hopefully he can be like more aggressive on the inside and the interior mm-hmm. and improve, you know, there for the for the Bulls. So I'm not I'm not too worried about him. I think, you know, especially after him being out, I think he wants he has a lot to prove. And I think he knows that this is a make it or break it year for him. Luckily, he's only 21, so he's been able to bulk, bulk up pretty easily. So. I'm not too worried about him at all. So, yeah, I, I think, look, if he could be like kind of like right there, sort of like be one of the guys that like, he's the reason why they can be the go-to guy and such, you know, when the other guys, like we mentioned, you know, struggle, I think he'll be just fine. Now, real quick before we go to bring it over up against it, but the first NBA preseason game played in Japan, you guys probably didn't know that earlier this morning, <laughs> uh, the defending champion Warriors uh, pulled away from the Wizards, 96-87. Uh, of course, Steph, you know, Steph didn't really play too much. You know, it was mostly uh, James Wiseman. This is really like, you know, kind of like a thing for him because he was out, out all that season. He had 20 points. He looked real good. Score. He looked really good. So, you know, what did you think? Did you, did you see the rest any of the uh, of the games? I know it came like really early on NBA TV, but I'm uh, sure they're, they're replaying it right now as we speak. But uh, yeah, like I said, I caught part team. of the replay before we went on live today. As you mentioned, James Weissman looked good. Did you notice something different? Maybe it's just me, but did you notice something different going to the Washington Wizards by uh, Christoph Sporzingis? It looks like he bulked up a little bit too. Yeah, he did. And he, he lost did. a he little like weight. Yep. And so he, he looked. Uh, he, he looks like he's ready to go to start the new year. Of course, Kyle Kuzma looked okay. Yes. Taz Gibson, at least from what I saw, he's still he's still hanging around in the league. He's in a Wizards uniform, a one-time Chicago Bull from back in the mm-hmm. day. And so, like you said, Bradley Beal played a few minutes. Uh, so it was nice to see uh, uh, the, some of the stars play in front of those fans up there in, in China. So the Warriors have a big fan base over there now. I know they've been over there the last few years. Especially at, at winning those titles in the last decade, so it was nice to see some basketball again. But James Wiseman was the story for me, like, you know, Hopefully, he stays healthy because if he does, as I said to our panel and to you a couple of years ago, if he stays healthy, he definitely could give that uh, inside presence that the Warriors, def- the Warriors uh, team has lacked for several years. 
Yeah, they desperately need that. That was the one thing they really didn't need as they won the title uh, last year. But you got to think that, yeah, the, the interior, I mean, that's where people can try to get you. Luckily, you know, Steph was hitting it from three, and so was Clay mm-hmm. and Draymond, too. So, like, I know Draymond. Draymond's getting up there in age. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, I know in Japan, you know, they play at their arena just outside uh, Saitama. I think that's how you say it. Super arena there. And I know that. They're beloved there in that area in in Japan. Also, I think in China as well, in that whole like area of Southeast mm-hmm. Asia. So, you know, I, th- I know that was a big throw for the, the fans. The fans were just going crazy if you guys didn't see it. But, uh, you know, I, I know you saw uh, both players from both teams were taking pictures before the game. So it was mm-hmm. actually really cool to see. Yes, and also, too, tonight, and speaking of, I believe uh, the team from Spain, I don't have it in front of me, but they're playing the Clippers, and the NBA game will be actually in Seattle, where the Seattle Kraken play the, the hockey team that, that's on tonight on NBA t- TV. So the, the Clippers will play a team from Spain in the city of Seattle tonight. Ra'anada Maccabi, I think that's how you say it. Like, I'm not, I'm not yes. you know, familiar with some of these uh, uh, European league teams. But, yeah, yeah, so it should be interesting, you know, and you know P. George and you know, Kawhi, you know he, you know he's they're not going to play. So, but you know the Clippers, like we'll we'll get more into it once we get into the NBA deeper. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think the Clippers might they might they might surprise some people this year. Well, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully both those stars stay healthy because you saw what happened last year, Lakina. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Paul George uh, didn't play in that playing game at Minnesota last year due to COVID, they were right there to yep. perhaps. Uh, uh, claim a playoff spot and perhaps that would have upset the phoenix suns even though at the time we didn't know they were going to get smashed in game seven at home against the dallas mavericks but you know those sometimes those are the way uh things go we had to shut it down for two and two but when we return we'll preview week five of college football there are some interesting games both locally and nationally we'll give you some of our observations and preview some of the big games for tonight and tomorrow from the world of the pigskin. And next hour, we'll hit the NFL real hard with our Giants-Bears preview and our NFL picks and a whole lot more. Stay tuned right here. Don't you go no worse. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You listen to Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in 11 color right here on SportsZone Chicago. The earth is 70% water. land. But the entire sky belongs to us. in a work zone. It's someone, somebody. This is my mom. She works for KDOT. This is my dad. This is my mom. This is my daddy. This is my sister. (laughs) This is my daddy. This is my son, Scott. He was killed while working in a highway work zone. When you drive through a work zone, drive like a life depends on it. Because it does. 
Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can always follow me on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, no, go, go ahead, ahead, Sid. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. no I just want to... See, a little live here, folks. Go ahead, Sid, and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a question or comment for us? We have less than 90 minutes left for this extravagance. We call it Sports Talk Rio Show. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And we must remind you that Sports on Chicago, you can also catch on Roku TV Live and On Demand. Real quick before we go on set, our girl Christine Manica at KXRB. She won't be with us to do her picks because she's doing a radiothon in her uh in her station in Sioux Falls, you know, you know, uh, raising money for kids and families that are, you know, battling cancer and such. So mm-hmm. here's the number on the screen. We'll have it up for you, you know, at least once or twice throughout the show. You know, Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon in Sioux Falls. Donate to local mm-hmm. kids and families battling cancer. Call at 605-328-57. Five zero or text the word castle k oh c a s t l e to five one five five. Well, again, we'll get that information out up on the screen at least like twice, you know, every half hour, so that way you guys can remember. So support our girl Christina, they're a great cause. I know with everything else going on, you know, donate what you can. I know Hurricane Ian, we want to keep our, our give Keith and our thoughts on prayers to us at Maryland towards now the Carolinas. I know it batter, you know, parts of the. Uh, northern florida you know fort myers so we want to keep everybody in our thoughts and prayers and donate if you can yes help the kiddos out if you can all right lakina let's get into week five of college football we had a couple of games that took place last night number 19 byu defeated utah state 38 to 26 and south carolina had no problems with south carolina state 50 10 yeah a little bit of, uh i think they got i think they got like a half like 1.5 million 
uh, South Carolina State did. So uh, I know Shane Bieber and his squad needed that. So, you know, beat up on your in-state rivals. And a nice showing by BYU, you know, keeping, you know, keeping toe-to-toe with their in-state rivals. So mm-hmm. we're already, like, in week five, Sid. That, that, that's absurd in college football. Yeah, I know, that's right? <laughs> we're about a third through the season, which is crazy. Yep. Time flies by fast, especially on the sports calendar around this time of year. We have a couple of games tonight. I just want to get you quick takes on them if you can. At 6 o'clock on ESPN, number 3, sorry, 3-1, and one, two lane is at, at Houston, who's 2-2 two and two on the year. At 6.30 on CBS Sports Network, University of Texas San Antonio will battle <laughs> Middle Tennessee State. U, uh, UTSA is 2-2, two and two, Middle Tennessee State is 3-1. and one. Saint at seven o'clock on FS1 tonight, Friday. San Diego State will battle Boise State at 9:30 on ESPN. One of the last times they'll meet as members of the Pac-12, number 15 Washington will travel to Los Angeles to take on UCLA in a half-empty Rose Bowl. UCLA is four and zero. And at 10 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, as part of that doubleheader, I know Lakina will stay up with this one because she's a West Coast college football girl. New Mexico will face UNLV. They're three and one on the year in the Mountain West. Yeah, really, that UNLV team, they're a great defensive team. And going back to the Washington-UCLA game real quick, I mean, you know, that Washington, you know, they look like they're looking really good. They're undefeated. UCLA, this is going to be the first big test. So I, I know – I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Washington fans I know that uh, UCLA <laughs> uh, at that deal at that stadium. But uh, I think I, I Troy may have said something about that too. But uh, <laughs> that definitely should – the Rose Bowl should be rocking there uh, in Pasadena. It's, you know, these are old rivals, so should be a fun one tonight. All right, let's get into the schedule, the meat and potatoes for tomorrow, Saturday's games. First up on Big News Saturday on Fox at 11 o'clock Chicago time, number four, Michigan. The Wolverines will travel to Kinnick Stadium to face the Iowa Hawkeyes. Michigan's 4-0, while Iowa checks in at 3-1. This is the first big test for Michigan so far. They're leaving uh, Ann Arbor for the first time this year, so this is going to be a whole new environment for them. Yeah, I know Kinnick Stadium, you know, where things happen there, <laughs> you know, but at least it's, it's, it'll be October 1st tomorrow, so it's not going to be close to Halloween like they usually when these two teams play. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I will keep it close, but I think Michigan will pull it off because if they, you know, if they give their, the guy Big Corn the ball, just let him because their run defense is, you know, kind of suspect. I mm-hmm. think he should be, you know, I would say just give him the ball and just let him let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah, you think it'll be a common out party for Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy as well, especially mm-hmm. if they get the running game going. Iowa is a 10.5-point underdog. Uh, if I was a bad man, which I'm not, but if I was, I would take Iowa on the money line. Yeah, I think they'll keep it close. I think, like I said, I think Kurt Ferris always has his, has his guys ready when they play, like Michigan and Penn State and, and, and Ohio State, I should say, so – They'll, they'll keep it close. Like I said, I don't think they'll be blown out the water, but mm-hmm. but I think he, um, Jim Harbaugh will have his guys ready for uh, for this game tomorrow at Kinnick Stadium. He should know. Oh. He should have a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah. I wish this game was on ABC, but it's not. But it's going to be on ESPN tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Number seven, Kentucky will travel to Vault Hemingway Stadium to foul the number 14 ranked team in the country, the Ole Miss Running Rebels. Both teams are 4-0 in the year. Yeah, this is gonna be a first big test for Ole Miss this year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Lay Kiffin, you know, got his guys going. You know, Jackson Dart, who's you know their quarterback, you know, has five touchdowns in this season. It'll be it's gonna be should be a good matchup between him and uh Will Levis. You know, for Kentucky, he's been really good. The running backs might be sort of like the big thing. You got Cavosi Smoke from from Kentucky, and also too a lot of people probably don't know about it, but Kushana Jenkins from uh Ole Miss. I mean, this should be a this should be a nice little battle here. Their defense are pretty solid too, so. 
this could be a little bit of a chess match here. It could be like first of first of maybe 40 or something like that might win. Who knows? But uh, this should be a fun one tomorrow. Like I said, I wish this was on prime time, but this is a nice uh, uh, SEC 11 a.m. game, Central Time. Now, at the same time on ABC at 11 o'clock, we'll have number 18 Oklahoma traveling to Amman G. Carter Stadium to face TCU there 3-0. Oklahoma checks in at 3-1. and I think Oklahoma will be in a, in a not-so-good mood, as you always say, Lakina, especially after losing at home to Kansas State last week. Yeah, I think I know they favor by five and a half, but if Oklahoma's focus, which I think they'll be, uh, is going to get ugly real fast. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the first big test for TCU this year. So and they're, they're going to catch Oklahoma, like you said, in a very bad mood. So Brent Venables will have his guys ready. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, you know, running attack and such. So I know TCU's 3-0, but like I said, their schedule wasn't, you know, that great. I mean, they played SMU. That's probably their first big test. This is going to be their first true test, too, in conference play. So this should be a fun one, though, on ABC. Yes, and at 11 o'clock on ESPN2, I'll definitely have this game on my television. Number two, Purdue. Sorry, at 2-2, two and two, the Purdue Boilermakers will travel to the state of Minnesota at Huntington Bank Stadium to take on the number one 21 team in the country, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. P.J. Flack, let's go! <laughs> This should be a fun. This should be a. This should be a yes. fun matchup. It's always fun between these two teams. They had a really tough battle last year, and this could be for the Big Ten West. I mean, whoever wins this could probably be on the in the driver's seat uh, for the Big Ten uh, West uh, division. So Minnesota, of course, you know Tanner Morgan and uh, Muhammad Imram. Uh, the, so that this you know that that should be a fun one. You know, Chris mm -hmm. Ottman Hill. If you guys haven't heard about him, you know, he's probably one of the good receiver also do charlie jones who also a, a good receiver from uh purdue so this could definitely be another chess match here you know they get him at home at minnesota but i think minnesota is kind of like on a mission so i, mm -hmm. I feel like after what happened last year especially so this could be another good one but i think minnesota pulls this off late but you know you never know yeah minnesota's favored by 12 points even purdue is already on one in the big 10 so this is a bigger game for them mm -hmm. if you're minnesota of course you don't want to don't want to lose at home but if you lose it won't be that big of a deal but but if you to go to go, is you want to stump on the throat of Purdue and, and make Purdue uh, mm -hmm. chase you for uh, for the entire game at eleven o'clock on the Big Twelve Network, ESPN Plus, Texas Tech at Kansas State. Kansas State is ranked number twenty five in the country. Well, they are they are favored by seven and a half. And then on CBS Sports Network, Georgia State or zero and four at one and two Army. And at eleven o'clock on Big Ten Network. 3-1 Illinois at 2-2 two two Wisconsin. Wisconsin is favored by a touchdown. Want to go back to uh, that uh, that Texas Tech, a K-State game for a second. Both were, both come mm -hmm. up big wins and big upsets. Of course, Tech you know, beat you know, Texas, and K-State, of course, they beat Oklahoma you know, in Norman. So this should be a very interesting match to see who has the least letdown in for this one. <laughs> this should be a fun one there. Mm -hmm. uh, going to Illinois and Wisconsin, I mean, look, Wisconsin, they're starting to kind of get together a little bit with the run game. And such we know we know uh, uh Illinois they're three and one you know Tommy DeVito you know been a really great you mm -hmm. know great you know so far for him you know Grant Mertz who is sort of like the old reliable guy he's the most experienced guy on there so this should be interesting like you know who will win out I know that their uh their running game can be really good too on both mm -hmm. for both teams so this should be a this should be a, a this should be a fun one we'll see. Yeah, for Illinois, you must keep those penalties down, no false yeah. starts, and you better protect that ball because Wisconsin's defense can rise up to the challenge, especially against a young team like Illinois. If if you're the final line, you must stay disciplined. If you do, uh, you'll get a surprising result, maybe like you did last year mm -hmm. at Happy Valley against Penn State. So we'll see what happens <laughs> there.
Now, at, on CBS at 11 o'clock, we have number two, Navy, at 3-1 and one Air Force. And then on ESPN, you are at the same time. Temple will travel to Memphis. Should be interesting one with that one on the Pac-12 Network, early 1 o'clock game on the Pac-12 Network. <laughs> you got Oregon State and Utah. Uh, Oregon State has a great uh, defensive attack. We saw that. They gave U- USC all they could handle. I know Utah, they're kind of you know sneaking back up there after that loss to Florida, but they need to kind of be on upset alert here because that Oregon State defense, you know, they 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 really feel like they let you know they let opportunities slip away against USC. So yep. they're going to be angry and they're going to be on, on the prowl. So Utah better watch out. Yeah, Oregon State's quarterback didn't play well last week. Uh, no. He's bound to have uh, bound to have a good game, you, you would think. But and like you said, Utah could be on upset alert. Utah's favored by ten and a half. So with the defensive performance that Oregon State put up last week, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah. Um, uh, if they win, it won't be by 10 and a half. I'll, I'll say that much. At one o'clock on ESPN Plus, number uh, one in three, and one in three. And this is the first test in the MAC Conference, first game in the MAC Conference for Northern Illinois. The Huskies will travel to Schumann Stadium to face Ball State. They're also at one and three, but they're on one in the MAC Conference already. Yeah, so this should be an interesting one there in the MAC. Uh... The big one, the big ones here. Uh, this is going to be the first uh, big uh, SEC uh, game. Well, after, of course, Tennessee and Florida from last week, Alabama and Arkansas. I know Arkansas will not be in a, uh, they'll be in a foul move too after uh, losing uh, to Texas AM. So, you know, Bryce Young gets that Arkansas defense. You know, Kim, you know, him and KJ Jefferson, you know, he's a, a pretty good quarterback too for Arkansas. So this could, you know, what, what's the line? What's the, uh, the line, Sid? Alabama by 17. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I know where Lakina's going. But she was a betting woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would take the under there. Like I said, I think Arkansas. I think you know they they stayed with them last year, so mm-hmm. there's no reason why they can't do it this year. Especially they're going to be at you know they're going to be in Fayetteville, you know Razorback Stadium. I know that place is going to be rocking. And, you know we got the atmosphere on CBS, so this should, this should be a fun one. Yeah, Raheem Sanders, their running back, and their star wide receiver, Matt Landis, both had to have big games. Yep, they didn't have, yeah, they did not have real you know, big games with AM last week, so they really need a bounce back here. Rutgers and Ohio State, that's a 230 on the Big Ten Network. I mean, not saying that, you know, Ohio State should be on upset alert, but I, I think, you know, this is sort of like one of those, you know, games where it could be a trap game for the Buckeyes. Yeah, the uh, Rutgers are checking in at 3 and 1. Ohio State 4 0. You saw what they did to Wisconsin last week. CJ Stroud, he's up there as far as Heisman considerations are concerned. Mm-hmm. We'll see what he, he does in this game. Tra- Travion Henderson, they started running back. He has three touchdowns on the year off of uh, 318 yards rushing. Let's see if Ohio State can keep it going, especially in the running game. Should be interesting one here. Now, should we go in here in the Big 12? Back to the Big 12 we go. This is going to be at 2.30 on Fox. You got Oklahoma State coming off a bye week and uh, Baylor with a nice bounce back win. So this should be a fun one. They they, they took it out last year for you know, once in the regular season and also two for the Big 12 uh, championship where Oklahoma pulled mm-hmm. it out there. So it's kind of even steeper for them. So, But Oklahoma State's coming off a bye week, so they could have a little bit of an advantage here. Yeah, Baylor's favored by two and a half. The over-under total is 55 and a half. You call me crazy, but I think they may go over that total. So I expect this to be a high-scoring game. For Oklahoma State, you look out for their starting quarterback, Spencer Sanders. He has 10 touchdowns on the year. For Baylor, their big player is their running back, Richard Reese. He has six rushing touchdowns on the year off of 355, 315 yards, I should say, rushing. So uh, Baylor has their work cut out for him at home. 
Yeah, it's going to come down to defense, I think. You know, both these teams got really good defense. Now, North, Northwestern, <sighs> hoping to bounce back. <laughs> they got to go at Penn State. Sid, they're, you know, they're 4 and 0. Sid, does Northwestern have a shot? Yeah, I know they're having injury issues too over there, up there in Evanston. Uh, Northwestern's quarterback, Ryan Helensky, has to play better. And Northwestern, just like uh, we talked about with Illinois earlier, they'll play at Wisconsin tomorrow. Limit the penalties, limit the turnovers. We know yes. that Northwestern has the defense, but they, they got to create some momentum on offense, especially in the running game. And they got to get something out of their quarterback, Helensky, like I said just a moment ago. Is it possible? Yeah. Maybe if someone is smart, they can look at that game that Illinois uh, played last year at Happy Valley. So mm -hmm. and maybe give them some uh, some hope there. But uh, I, <laughs> they do they have a chance? Technically, they do. But this could get ugly. I don't think it's going to be as ugly as people think, but I think Penn State is going to roll in this one. And speaking of Penn State, they're favored by 25 and a half points. Yeah, that might be a push there. Uh, Sean Clifford, their quarterback, uh, one that, you know, I'm sure he said he wants to get his, you know, bump up his offense. And over, so he only has six touchdown passes this year, but the running game's really kind of been sort of been sort of like the star. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think they'll be fine. Uh, 2.30 at the same time on ABC. You got an ACC matchup here. You got number 22 Wake Forest, you know, bouncing, holding the bounce back from that heartbreaking loss to Clemson against Florida State. They're back in the top, you know, top 25 for the first time, I think, like in what, about a decade. So this should be a really, this should be a really good matchup here. Yeah. You know, surely both of us are getting old real quick, but for, for, <laughs> but for Florida State, look out for their star running back, uh, Treshawn Ward. He has mm -hmm. three touchdowns, rushing touchdowns on the year, off of 350 yards of total offensive from the Russian department. But for Wake Forest, look out for Sam Hartman, their star quarterback. He has 13 touchdown passes on the year. And their star wide receiver, A.T. Perry, at Perry, as I'll call him, 16 mm. receptions, 273 yards and two touchdowns so far this year. He's going to have to have another big game this week. Could be a great court QB matchup between uh, Hartman and Jordan Travis. So that should be a fun one. You guys make sure you guys check out that matchup at 2.30 on ABC. So going through these games again. Iowa State going uh, to undefeated uh, Kansas. Uh, never thought I'd be saying that, you know, for for a football uh, team. But Yeah, basketball yeah. hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That, that's still a little weird to say. But, yeah, Iowa State and Kansas. Yeah, 2.30 on ESPN2. That should be – ooh, that should be interesting. I think Iowa State could be on upset alert here. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I maybe, really yeah. do. I know they're favored by three points on the road, but uh -huh. I, I wouldn't be comfortable if I was a bad man. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I mean, look, that case is actually pretty solid. I know, you know, Jalen Daniels, you know, he, you know, 11 touchdowns, you know, this year. Um, you know, they're, he's also their leading rusher, too. I know you hate when the QB is the leading rusher, but he's also yep. the leading rusher, but, uh, you know, with uh, four rushing touchdowns, over 300 yards rushing. Uh, so that should be a, that should be a interesting matchup. Uh, between him and uh, their running back for Iowa State is Jaleel uh, Brock. So that should be a, a fun matchup down there at David, you know, at David Booth Stadium in uh, in Lawrence. I know, look, that place is probably going to be packed. I think they sold out for the first time in years. So that should be that should be a this yeah. should be a lot of fun. It's also going to be on national television too on ESPN too. So should be a fun one all around. Yep, at two thirty p.m. tomorrow on FS1. Two and two, Michigan State will travel to SCCU Stadium at College Park, Maryland, to face the Maryland Terrapins. Maryland checks in at three and one, but both teams are all for one so far in their Big Ten schedule. And both are banged up too, so that that should be an interesting one there. Uh, Va Tech has North Carolina on the ACC Network. Guess from Michigan and Toledo on uh, NFL Network. That's their MAC game of the week. There, let's go to 
these uh, late uh, matchups. Uh, California and Wazoo, Washington State on the Pac-12 network at 4.30. That should be a fun one. I know uh, Cal is uh, still smart after they lost to Notre Dame. You know, Wazoo coming at a disappointing loss to uh, Oregon. So this should be a fun one on uh, at Pullman, you know, in Pullman on the Pac-12 network. So make sure you guys check that out. Yes, and also, too, let's get into the primetime schedule at 6 o'clock on ESPN tomorrow. Number – sorry, both teams are not ranked anymore. Both these teams are at 3-1 and one and both 1-0 and in SEC play. LSU will travel to Jordan-Harris Stadium down in Auburn, Alabama, to take on the Tigers. LSU yeah, at Auburn. I think it's a bigger game for LSU and, and, and um, Brian Kelly's crew. Well, yeah, LSU I, I is driven so. by eight points, by the way, on the road. Yeah, that should be interesting. I know uh, Auburn is still smarting from that <laughs> that loss uh, l- uh, last week, so uh, that should be a uh, that'll be interesting there too. We'll see who uh, mm-hmm. who can bounce back. Auburn can bounce back. Uh, Georgia, Missouri, um, you know, are the fighting Mike Bermans as we call them there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not not saying you know, he's a Missouri guy. You know, NBC's uh, NBC Chicago's you know our mm-hmm. friend of the show. Uh, but uh, not saying that Georgia should be on upset alert, but I think, you know, I'm sure Missouri, they'll be ready. I know that place in Columbia will be uh, rocking, so that should be an interesting one there on mm-hmm. the SEC Network. At the same time on ABC, probably the big one here, NC State at Clemson. Clemson hoping to bounce back from the loss to NC State last year. They get them at their house. You know, hopefully everything's okay with the remnants of Hurricane Ian. It should be mm-hmm. cleared out by the time this game, you know, you know kicks off. So what do you think? Uh, NC State has they have a tall task, especially like you said, Clemson. Remember what happened to them last year? NC State, the, the Wolfpack, defeat them. But we'll see what Clemson does, especially at quarterback. But when but they're starting by William Shipley, he should have a good game. He has seven touchdowns on the year. I want to see Clemson establish a big running game too. Also, look out for that big wide receiver Bo Collins. He has four receiving touchdowns over the year. Off of 13 catches, 218 yards. So let's see if Dabble Sweeney will set up the office with the run first and then uh, hit the Wolfpack with the play-action pass. Yeah, DJ Uguli has done real, has been really good. He was big, you know, last you know last week against Wake Forest. Had mm-hmm. his struggles against NC State. I know he remembers that, so he wants to have a bounce back there. But uh, but uh, Devin Leary, you know, has been really solid for NC State. You know, nine touchdown passes and only two interceptions. So. This should be a, a fun matchup. Like I say, it's going to be the defense, I think. You saw a little bit of that uh, last week with Clemson. You saw a little bit of resistance of that defense with Christian Wilkins and the gang. So this should be a fun uh, – this should be probably going to be the matchup of the week. You know? So this should be a fun one there <laughs> on ABC, West Virginia, and Texas on FS1 at the same time. <laughs> uh, Texas hoping to bounce back from that. Both, both teams are hoping to bounce back from losses. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pittsburgh hoping to stay undefeated. Well, no, they're not undefeated anymore, but they, you know, they faced Georgia Tech. You know, they're going through a, a big, uh, mm-hmm. upheaval right now. And at Georgia Tech, you know, their football coach and their AD is gone. So total, yeah. uh, wiping the slate clean there and starting over there, uh, going into the, uh, well, San Jose state and, uh, Wyoming. That should be, that should be a fun one on. CBS yeah. Some people are putting, uh, San Jose state at, on an uh, upset alert. Yeah, that should be a that should be a, a fun one there. That'll be a I know our girl Kylan Mills, you know, she works in that area, so I'm sure she's gonna be mm-hmm. doing some gonna be covering uh that game. Uh, Arizona State at USC. Uh what's the line, Sid, for that game? That's gonna be on at 9 30 on ESPN. Yeah, USC is for about 25 and a half points. Oh boy. Uh <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, you might want to take the over there. You'll get a little bit of a late uh a little late. Little late uh, Saturday, uh, late uh, thing there, but uh, that should be interesting one 
as well as Stanford and Oregon. Not saying Oregon should be on upset alert, but I, I think Oregon, you know, I know they, I know they have that. They're on a high from that uh, big comeback against Wazoo last week, but I think, you know, they need to kind of temper it because Stanford, you know, look, you know, they, Look, Stanford's always ready for a matchup. You can't really uh, – David Shaw always has his guys ready. So, I think Oregon – I'm not saying they should, be, they should be an upset alert, but the, don't look past Stanford. That's what I'll say. Yeah. And two games on Sunday due to the Hurricane Ian from Florida early uh, earlier in this week, a couple of days ago. At 11 o'clock on Sunday on ESPN+, Plus, Eastern Washington will travel to Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators. And at noon on Sunday, SMU will travel – to FBC Mortgage Stadium to face uh, UCF, the Central University of Central Florida. So okay. those two games have been moved from tomorrow to Sunday due to the hurricane a couple of days ago. Should be a fun, should be a fun matchup there. And that is your uh, schedule for NCAA uh, football week five. We're about like we're almost halfway through the season. It said Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, time flies by, especially on the sports calendar at this time of year. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports hashtag Football Friday continues. Up next, we'll have our guest, Mr. Brandon London, former New York Giant from 2007 championship team and current digital host for New York, New York, the New York Sports Post in SNY. He'll break down the matchup between the New York Giants and our Chicago Bears. That game will take place on Sunday outside of New York City. And we'll give you our week four picks from the National Football League. We'll have a whole lot more, and we'll get into baseball as well. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. The earth is 70% water. land. But the entire sky belongs to us. Body in a work zone. It's someone, somebody. This is my mom. She works for KDOT. This is my dad. This is my mom. This is my daddy. This is my sister. <laughs> this is my daddy. This is my son, Scott. He was killed while working in a highway work zone. When you drive through a work zone, drive like a life depends on it. Because it does. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DODEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports and the Hashtag Football Friday Edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. We have less than, than 60 minutes left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, especially for our next guest coming up, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get, the, get them up on the screen for you. And a reminder for you, don't forget you can also catch Sports on Chicago now on Roku TV. Roku TV. We're live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and 365 days a year. So celebrate with the squad and again with the program. Sports on Chicago is on Roku TV. Lakina, let's not waste any time. Our beloved Chicago Bears will travel to uh, out the outskirts of New York City to take on the New York football giants. Both teams checking in at two and one to help us preview that contest. Let's bring on the first time guest. He's tearing it up for the New York Post and he's a digital host for SNY television out there in New York City. He's a former New York Giant, former NFL player. Let's please welcome Mr. Brandon London to the program. Sir, welcome hey. to the show. How are you? Chicago. This is, the, this is the part of Chicago I like most before it gets like super cold out there. I remember my first I jumped out of an Uber. It was like late November and I went to my friends and I was running like that because it was crazy cold. But we're going to have ourselves <laughs> a great matchup. Looking forward to a great matchup this week between two 2-1 two teams. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, before we get into it, Brandon, uh, we'd like to remind our listeners and viewers that you can fi- follow Brandon London on the Twitter and the IG at Brandon London TV. Once again, at Brandon London TV. Before we uh, break down the matchup, Brandon, let's get into what happened a few days ago last Monday on Monday Night Football. The Giants, <laughs> the Giants and the Bears kind of similarly each other. We'll get into it more in a, in a bit. But reviewing last Monday's loss against the Cowboys, yes, the the Cowboys did not have Dad Prescott, but the Giants, they had their chances. They were in the game until the fourth quarter, but a bunch of penalties and a bunch of drop balls. Daniel Jones, uh, uh, what happened? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, what what, what you saw there was um, a team that that doesn't have, have depth right now in terms of not having what Bill Parcells used to say about the groceries, you know, like bringing in the proper groceries. (laughs) And uh, GM Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dable, they're being in their first year as uh, the first year as leaders of this regime. Like you're, you're seeing them trying to be creative with how they're using different guys and how you're calling different plays. And the same thing right. when it comes to defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. At the end of the day, though, you just – and it's not to bash any guys, but when you're talking about high-caliber, high-quality NFL players – You've got a bunch of guys on the team that may not start, that are starting, that may not start in other places. But the way you're seeing what the coaches are getting out of these players, how hard they're playing, how a culture change is slowly happening right here in our faces. I mean, I think every Giants fan is excited of what is going to come going forward. But right now we're having to or going to have to go with the ups and downs and the roller coasters of this team right now. So when you say what happened, you know, the offensive line broke down against a a Dallas Cowboys defense that has what 20 sacks in three games. Mm -hmm. You're talking about DeMarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons. 
left tackle Andrew Thomas did a great job. He graded out pretty as the highest tackle uh, for PFF. But seventh round, seventh overall pick Evan Neal kind of struggled on that outside, giving up four of the five sacks. Daniel Jones was running for his life. Again, Zeke Pollard and and uh, I mean Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard ran for a buck seventy six. You can't have that. And then the Giants' defense forced no turnovers to Cooper Rush, who I don't care what anybody says, it's it's still Cooper Rush. You know, <laughs> you didn't get any takeaways against him. You saw what happened towards the end of the game. You just couldn't put it away, but they fought. Yeah, yeah, they did. That was definitely uh, as usually as between you know these two teams, and you should know that, uh, Brandon. Uh, let's talk a little about the wide receiving core for, for a second. You know, Sterling Shepard. You know, suffered another season in, in injury, so we wish him all the best for him. I know Kenny Galladay loves playing the Bears. You know, of course, you know he gave the Bears fits. You know, when he was with Detroit. So, what about that core? You know, I know Galladay has had a lot of drops, as Sid was talking about in that game on Monday night. What can, what do you think he could do more to step up? Well, I mean, like you catch the football being one, you know, everyone has a problem with, oh, Kenny Galladay doesn't get much separation. Oh, he's not that fast. I don't look at him as that type of speed burner, blazer wide receiver. You know, I look at him as a guy that can go up and grab the rock. When we are courting him and going after him in free agency, a lot of Giants fans are dropping a whole bunch of highlight videos. And he and Stafford, it just looked like Matt Stafford would just throw the ball up there and he'd go up and get it. That's what I want him to do within this offense because if it is something where we can max protect, maybe run now that Slayton's out, get well, I mean, not Slayton, Shep's out, we can run, you know, some sort of deep crosser with Darius Slayton, Richie James, and whoever to try and get that, that safe, that free safety like an Eddie Jackson to come up. And you mm-hmm. have that deep post with Kenny Galladay, throw that ball up there. Don't throw it out, throw it up, up, up. Let him go up and get it, you know? So that's what I want him to see. That's what I want to see him do. And right now, you know, I've defended that guy. You know, I've, 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 I've been big on Kenny Galladay and people jumping on him like, oh, he doesn't do this. I blamed, you know, some of his lack of production last year on the Jason Garrett and all. But now you've got a new coordinator and now you've got a new head coach that has shown that they've had success with not only quarterbacks in this league, but receivers as well. So going into the season, I thought this was going to be his breakout year. He was going to have himself a year, but he started slow so far. But luckily for him, still got more time to play football. We're going to need him, especially with Shep going down. So now NFL is all about opportunity. You didn't capitalize last week on the opportunity, but you're going to have a chance this week against the Chicago Bears, who you know you've had successes against. We're hanging out with Super Bowl champion, a digital host for SNYN, the New York Post is Brandon London. He's hanging out with us right here on Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday on Sports of Chicago. See Lakini here hanging out with you, previewing Bears and Giants. Brandon, let's focus in on the Giants office and Saquon Barkley. Of course, two years ago, he suffered an ACL injury here in Chicago, so he wasn't able to finish that game. He lost the entire season. Of course, last year he started to uh, get his timing back a little bit. It looks like this year he's off to a good start. We know the Bears' run defense has been exposed the last two weeks. You would think that new head coach Brian Dable was going to um, run the ball heavily with St. Carr and Barkley, correct? <laughs> yeah, run it. Give it to 2-6. Load up 2-6. Hey, Saquon, mm-hmm. if you're watching this, go get your Pedialyte. Go get an IV. It's going to be a work, work, work. It's going to be a work, work 
workhorse day. You have to be able to run the football. And we had our podcast that we do for the New York Post, uh, the, the Blue Rush. Great had, episode uh, yesterday. Former, yeah. former Bears head coach uh, Dave Wanstead on there. And he was saying how he was surprised Monday night that the Giants didn't force feed Saquon. He only got 14 carries the entire mm-hmm. game. And he was saying, like, you know, he broke that run in the second half to take the lead. And you would think that you'd get more, a heavy dosage of Saquon. So I can see the Bears loading the box, trying to take him out of the game. But honestly, the way he's looked from not only the spring to the summer to training camp, he's been finishing runs. He's been looking like rookie year 2-6 for, for quite some time this entire year. So if you, Giants fans or people, beat writers, people who cover the team, everyone can agree 2-6 is back, and he is running like he was running at Penn State. So this is going to be a heavy dosage of Saquon Barkley. The Giants' offensive line has shown that they've been better in terms of run blocking than they have in pass protection. So now when you know you don't have a true wide receiver one, a true wide receiver two even at this time, you're going to have to find ways to be creative, to open up rushing lanes for Saquon to get busy and to and take advantage of that lackluster uh, uh, Bears rushing defense. He's going to ha- – the game is going to have to go through 2-6. And as a receiver, that's boring to me because ain't nobody trying to watch no game. <laughs> 55 Newt Rockney offense just run the ball 24-7, but – if it gets them the W, it gets them the W. At the end of the day, it's all about stacking wins at this point. Now let's talk. Let's go to the defense side for a second, Brandon. Uh, Kelvin Thibodeau. I know he didn't. You know, missed a lot of the the preseason. He's starting to kind of get his groove. You know, how has he looked to you so far? Uh, Kayvon looks like a guy who came back off of uh, MCL injury. You know, I mean, for your first game to be against uh, Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, they have no slouch at tackle. We've always talked about the Cowboys' offensive line and how strong they are. I mean, a lot of people, Giants fans are like that crazy ex that, like, slashes your tires and then wants to spin <laughs> that hey you up text later on after. Like, Giants fans, like, the Twitter is just crazy sometimes. And people are like, oh, he's a bust. He only had one tackle, one knockdown. Like, are you like – was he supposed to have 10 sacks? Like, I don't get it. So this is this is really, I mean, this if, if anything, that was his preseason game. What was he knocked out in, this, in the, the, the first half of that first preseason mm-hmm. game? Mm-hmm. So he only had one half of true football. Uh, so, you know, he kind of had to get his sea legs a little bit. But there's a reason why that this kid was drafted fifth overall. And I see this, obviously, with this, the way the Bears are set up. He may not have one 1.52 sacks because you don't – what, Justin Fields threw the ball 11, feet, 11 times last game. You might mm-hmm. not get to him. They were had, they had, what, a third and six, third and ten, third and 17, and they ran the ball. They don't have any type of confidence in a Justin Fields. So he may not throw the ball. You're going to want to give the ball to Khalil Herbert. Um, so he may not have a huge stat game this week, but it's about seeing him around the ball, seeing him – disrupting uh let's say stretch runs to his side or balls mm-hmm. that are or runs that are trying to get to the outside you know being a force in the run game that's what I want to see from him this side this game and then hopefully if the Giants can put some points in the on the board and force the Bears to throw then that'll open up when it comes to him pass rushing and getting to the quarterback so right now I just want to see uh Kayvon around the ball 
causing fits, causing holding penalties, and everything else will open up for him. We still got a lot of football left. Brandon London hanging out with us here on the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Celia Kina here with you previewing Bears Giants. Brandon, of course, the leader of the franchise, at least on the field, perhaps off the field, starts with a franchise quarterback. Daniel Jones is, uh, is, is the leader there for, for the Big Blue. Two-part question here. How long will new head coach Daryl Gable give him the rope to perhaps correct some of his mistakes? And number two, have some of the Giants fans given up on Mr. Jones? Yeah, I mean, some have. But if you know football, you're not going to. Why would you? You know, if you looked at that last, everybody watched that. Everyone watched that last game. The man was running for his life. Like, yeah. let's, let's be honest. Yeah. The man was running for his life. And even when you go back and look at the tape, there were some opportunities there for him to throw some deep ball off of some, not so much max protection. They kept the tight end in, but he'd leak out late. <laughs> there was a dare. He, he's sitting there having to step up, having to get out of there. That clock, that internal clock in his head is going off a lot faster than a Tom Brady, than an Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. because they have a sure offensive line when it comes to pass protection. So Brian Dable, they're going to go with him for the rest of the year. If you look at that game, he still made some plays, made some plays with his feet. Correct, got, well, I think it was five rushing first downs just on mm -hmm. his own. You know, on some third down situations as well. The interception wasn't his fault. Receiver David Seals slipped, and Trayvon Diggs made a heck of a catch because Trayvon Diggs is a former wide receiver who can catch the ball. That's why he mm -hmm. led the league in interceptions last season. So when you when you when you look at Daniel Jones, you look at some throws and you're like, man, that that one that went through Trayvon's hands that Sterling Shepard caught on the sideline. You're like, that's dangerous, DJ. But then you also saw the throw he made to Richie James while getting hit on the sideline that went over top of someone's head. So when it comes to Daniel Jones, I don't think you can – it's still hard to evaluate him right now because I want to see some deep balls. I want to see the Giants <laughs> mm -hmm. offense start completing some deep balls because I'm tired of dink and dunk. But at the same time, if it's not there, I don't want him as a head coach or, or, or a QB coach or offensive coordinator – you don't want him just sitting there in the pocket waiting for something to open up when everything's collapsing right there in front of him. You want him to make decisions to get out of the pocket, use your legs, be mobile. And another thing that he was doing last game that has shown growth is he kept his eyes downfield the entire time while he bought some receivers some extra time. Guys just weren't getting open. So when it comes to Daniel Jones, getting him a true wide receiver one is going to be the priority for possibly the rest of this year. If you can do it via some sort of trade somewhere or mm -hmm. next year, first round draft, first or second round draft pick or free agency, you have to address that need. Back to the defense for a second, Brandon. Uh, you know, they got Dexter Lawrence, you know, they have Leonard Williams. We'll see. I know he's questionable with that knee injury. Of course, we talked about we talked about them, but Adoree Jackson, yes, host, he's still around. Why aren't the Giants more opportunistic on defense? I mean, I, I feel like, you know, those are some, you know, pretty good, you know, veteran names. Like, what, what's going on here? I mean, what's going on is that they're two and one right now. And that if you're looking at it, they, what, what was it? Look what they held the Titans to. Look what they held the Carolina Panthers to uh, points wise. I think Dallas was the first team to score. Not, uh, I think Dallas was the first team to score over. 20-something points, 20 -something you points, know, that yeah. defense mm -hmm. last year, 
Wink Martindale is going through the same thing Patrick Graham, last year's defensive coordinator, had to go through. Patrick Graham had a bend-but-don't-break type philosophy. Wink is more of an applied pressure. But you're having to call an NFL defense holding teams to under 17 points. The NFL is, is set up for offenses to score a gazillion points. So I don't think the Giants' defense is getting enough credit in that sense. Yeah, they, ha they haven't had an interception yet. Yeah, they're, they're down in numbers in terms of sacks and, and turnovers right now. But look at what they're holding these teams to. It's easier if you're, a, 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 again, a, a Green Bay Packers or a Kansas City Chiefs when your offense is going to score. Like, it's they're built to score. But when you're having to hold these teams, hoping teams – uh, are getting or, or aren't making field goals or you're having to make some sort of short field stop after a sudden change or a punt or something like that. That's just, it's, that's not what football is. And I think people mm -hmm. need to manage their expectations when it comes to not only the Giants defense, but just defenses throughout the NFL as a whole. It's not those days of three yards and a cloud of dust or, you know, the, the, the what was it? The, the, what was that Bears defense called um, back in the day with – the 46 defense, the 46 defense, and you know, the, the, the blue, big blue wrecking crew, and all that. You're just not in the Ravens who won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, or the, the Bears defense that went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. You can't do it anymore in this NFL, it's over. Mm -hmm. So, Wink Martin, I would say, I, I would say, I'm tipping my hat to the Giants defense. Do I want more turnovers, create more turnovers to create more opportunities for the offense? Yeah, but at the same time. They're holding teams to under 17, under 20 points a game and keeping the offense within the game, keeping the team in the game. You just want to see them finish when you get a lead like they did Monday night. We're heading down the home stretch with Brandon London from SNY in the New York Post right here on the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. Live at 11 Color on Sports on Chicago City. Lakina hanging out with you. Brandon, let's go around the NFL. Last night, Tua Tunga Valova, the starting quarterback of the Dolphins, suffered another serious injury. Thank goodness he's not paralyzed. He's going to be okay. Uh, me and Lakina discussed this before we went on air today that you saw if Tua Tunga Valova, you watched the game last week against Buffalo, he barely – uh, he struggled barely finishing out that game. Me personally, I, I didn't think he should have been playing last night, especially with a quick turnaround. It's easy to say that now because he suffered that injury last night. What is your thoughts about Mike McDaniel and the whole Dolphins organization, how they handled the uh, Tunga Lova situation so far? Shame on them. They got greedy. And I know I played for the Dolphins, you know, but I, I, I as a player who had two concussions, you know, not when I was in the NFL, but up in the CFL, shame on them four days, five days, and you're going to say, oh, his, it was his back. It was his back. We've seen we've seen people get knocked out and how they wobble and all. Yeah. We've seen Ezel on Friday say, my neck and my back. At least he grabbed his back at it while he was trying to act like that, you know, from the movie or whatever. No mm -hmm. way. The Tua didn't grab his back. Tua was shaking his head trying mm -hmm. to clear cobwebs. Yeah. And we just had some uh, neuroscientists today I just interviewed, and that'll drop today on uh, the New York Post Sports Twitter and uh, YouTube. Every concussion, everything, all the signs were to a concussion. So I don't understand how the NFL is talking player safety, and they brought in that independent third-party uh, uh, medical staff to evaluate a player to pr supposedly protect the player against himself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. The NFL, the Miami Dolphins dropped the ball on that. You wanted to get some sort of win against Joe Burrow and Cincinnati thinking that, oh, he'll have, you know, 13 days or whatever rest after that. And we're playing the Jets next. No, but now you may have lost them for the season. Now you may have lost them for an extended period of time because now the, the court of public opinion, if you put him out on the field within a month, the NFL community, the talking heads are going to go in and go hard at the NFL and the Miami Dolphins for looking like they're trying to rush somebody out. Again, we had uh, the, the, the neuroscience stuff. His name is skipping me right now. He said today, we've never seen two concussions in four or five days in the NFL because they've never allowed to someone to come back so fast mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. a concussion. And they can say it was the back or whatever. Nah, come on now. Come on now. You're not, come on. Like, 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 like my, like my dad used to say, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Like, come on now. And I mean, it's unfortunate because now Teddy Bridgewater has to be their quarterback and their schedule is only going to get harder. You look at the yeah. NFL this year, it's, O and O, a two and one is the new O and O. It's like everybody's two and one right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody can beat anybody on any day. And I think Dolphins, you know, karma is going to go back and it's going to bite them. All right, Brandon, let's line it up here a little bit. Uh, both the, uh, We'll talk baseball for a second. They, the Yankees and the Mets have both clinched playoff spots. Do you think you're going to get a Subway series? Ooh, I didn't even think about that you know what for the Mets it's all about this so S&Y is all Mets and they told me like I'm kind of look I'm one of those types that look ahead as well but they were like let's just focus on this three game series against the Braves yeah because they beat the day they take two of the three then they they've got the tiebreaker and all uh, because they're nine and seven on the Braves this year so far so they're like let's just focus on this three game series getting out of that because if you do get that you get the buy you don't want to see the Dodgers, you know, right right away like that. So no one wants no none of that smoke right away. So I think when it comes to the Mets, man, this, they've got a squad. They've got pitching behind them. And at the same – the way they've rallied in a lot of their games, they're never out of a game. So I think they could represent uh, uh, the NL. And when it comes to the Yankees, it's, it's really World Series or bust. You know, with how they started off, you've got Aaron Judge at 61 right now. Um, Pitching is slowly starting to come around. Garrett Cole needs to get himself out of this this season-long slump that he's kind of looked like he's been in. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing with the Yankees. They're finding ways to win games. They're finding ways to get hot at the right time. And they've got momentum on their side. So, if we saw a Subway Series for the World Series, I would say y'all need to y'all need to come on out to New York because it is going to be popping out here for that. So that would be great. <laughs> but I mean, we haven't seen the Yankees nice, the Mets nice, the Giants with a winning record. All we need is you know the Jets to you know to 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 win some games now, and then you have all four of those teams playing right at the right time and then let's get the Knicks in and get them going early and you know what Kyrie you, you don't need the shot you can play this <laughs> shit. No, no he doesn't like, he doesn't I'm gonna be up in the sports bars heavy if we can get that going but again it's like Chicago I, I know y'all know that y'all feel the same way we feel about New York sports you know mm-hmm. our, our sports out here when your sports teams are popping there is there's nothing like it 
There's nothing like it. So it would be nice if, you know, I, I want both those teams, the Mets and the Yankees, to go as far as they can because it's been exciting to watch them throughout the year. All right. Last question for me, Brandon, and thank you for taking the time to, to join us. Of course, we all know that the average NFL career for a player is three and a half years. I know you had a, a good career with a Super Bowl ring with the Giants, of course. Uh, looking through your bio yesterday, you worked in Denver. Now you going, you're back at NYC. What made you uh, get into sports broadcasting? Shoot. I mean, it's I grew up a coach's kid. You know, my dad's the head coach at William & Mary right now. They play Stony Brook tomorrow. So I get a chance to go out to Long Island and check them out. My brother's a receiver coach. My little sister plays women's uh, professional football in the WNFC. She's one of the face of their leagues for the Denver Bandits. Uh, My sister Tyson, she's an athletic trainer. Like football just runs deep in our family. And um you know, it's always something I wanted to get into. Even when I was up in Canada in the CFL, I left, you know, six figures to for an opportunity out in L.A., you know, and fell on my face, had the opportunity to go back to Canada. But I was like, you know what? No, I, w- I want this TV thing. I want to get into this. So out in Denver, I got the opportunity, you know, because I've always looked at myself or my career as kind of like the stray hand, do get into entertainment and then do football and stuff on the weekends. But mm-hmm. Three years from 2018 to 2021 was all politics and going having to go through that then going through the social injustices of, you know, the George Floyds and everything mm-hmm. that was going on with our country during that time. And then COVID hit. I said, man, I'm about to exit stage up out of this entertainment and politics, man, because, you know, that's not my voice. You know, I don't know. I don't know enough to speak with conviction and speak with passion when it comes to it. You know, I've been blessed to have the family that I've had and we've been able to touch lives and and save lives and help lives through the the game of football. So sports to me is one of the great uniters in the sense, you know, music, food. It's one of those things that are supposed to bring us together, black, white, blue, green. And coming from, you know, the, the, the first black head coach of University of Virginia, William and Mary, my dad coached at Howard. Being able to see how he's navigated and kind of navigated muddy waters, you know, when I when it comes to different Mm -hmm. things, I want to be next. You know, I want to be I want to be heir to the ironborn throne, the ironborn throne. You know, like me and my brother, we joke on it all the time. And you know, I didn't want to go into coaching. I wanted to use my voice in another way and be able to talk about sports and and not just the X's and O's, but just sports culture. You know, being able to travel the world with the Giants and with this gig and, and, and go to Germany and, and go to the UK and being invited to all these different places across the world. I want to be able to tell stories within sports and talk about how it unites us rather than divides us. So, yeah. I mean, you know, TV, is, it's, it's cool. You know, I love it, love the paycheck and all that. But if it wasn't hitting something inside, if it wasn't something I wasn't passionate about, I would have been moved on to to something else because I've just seen so much divisiveness over the last years. Uh, I want to do my part instead of just being on Twitter like, yeah, we need to come together. (laughs) Let let me go out and do something to bring the people together. Yeah, well said, Brandon. Okay, real quick, final score. Ooh. I'm going to go 27-16, New York football giants. (laughs) <laughs> you should, that, that's a good prediction because usually with the uh, teams like this, Brandon, Lakina, as I 
joking with her all the time as we preview the games, as we'll do coming up next. Lakina like uh, call her pre 1980s, pre 1970s football when you get too mediocre or too bad teams. Yep. She loves those seven to ten, six, nine, six, eight games. So <laughs> if that happens, um, you could think about Lakina because she loves those type of games. No, no, I just said I, I like them. I just said I know I know those type of games when I see them. So <laughs> yeah, I just said I like them. <laughs> look, look, manage our expectations for this right. game. Like manage our expectations. At the end of the day, it's going look. Two two and one teams though, both teams are trying to separate themselves again. Early in the football season, it's all about stacking wins. You're going to need the early wins because you know it gets it gets heavy in December and January. So do it now. You know it's going to be a great game regardless though. Okay, I know I said my last question. My it was my last question. This is my last question for you. <laughs> this is the second year of the 17 uh, game schedule for the NFL. What do you think about this? Do you think it's going to be good? For the players in the long term, we know business wise, it makes more money for the league. What do you think about the 17 game schedule? And uh, was this a good idea to begin with? Or uh, what are your thoughts about it? Because you didn't have this when uh, you mean, were playing. I, I think it could be good for players because when you're talking about, oh, I have to hit an incentive or to get, I have to reach a certain amount of catches or yards to re- get X amount of money. Mm-hmm you get banged up one or two games, that extra game, if you have yourself a stat game, now you get your money because now you've reached that incentive. I just think that I, and you know, going back to the dolphins, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, they didn't run any hard practices. They did jog through throughout the week. And Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to have to be. Practice isn't going to be those hard. I mean, when I was with the dolphins, they had us out there full pads Week 13, yep. 14 in the season. I'm like, yep. dang, bro. Like, we're just banging out here. You know? So, I mean, you just – football is different. People got to understand. Football mm-hmm. is changing. The game is changing. The whole Mike Ditka era and all that stuff. Hey, let's smash into each other's faces. That's, the, that's, that's over. That's for the birds. They want to keep the money. They want to keep the athletes help, healthy so they can make more money off of them. So right. now that they've yeah. adapted, they've, okay, with 17 games, we're playing 17 now, they're adapting the practice schedule. They're adapting yep. the rehab schedules and the recovery schedules. So everyone just has to be on the same page for it. And I, at the end of the day, I just want the players to get paid and stay healthy. Yeah, we can all we all agree on that, Brandon. Thank you yeah. so much for joining mm-hmm. us for today. Me. Where people can find you on the social media and all of your great videos on YouTube. You know, tell the folks where, where can they find you? At Brandon London TV on all social media platforms. Be sure to check out at New York Post Sports because that's where all the videos and also at SNY TV. That's for all the videos we do, all the digital content that we do for all New York sports. So, um, Chicago, after we beat y'all, if y'all want to jump on the, the giant train, come holla at us. We're, uh, <laughs> you know, we got a lot of content for Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Brandon, for taking time on your business schedule to join us. We'll look out for we'll look for that interview you uh, you did with the uh, neurosurgeon from earlier today. We'll retweet that for you as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for joining us once thank again. Uh, keep tearing it up. Keep being you. Yes. We love that. As we always, this is our slogan we say, say on this show. We have very definite opinions. You definitely have very uh, 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 very definite opinions. Keep doing your thing, and we'll definitely have you back on here again later on in the season. Thank you. Same yeah. to y'all. Keep doing the work. 
keep doing. All right, work. and you know, you know, Chelsea football. You know, I know you're. I see you're a big Chelsea fan, so I hope hope they can. You know, they can get it going here when they come back from their break. We're about to whoop up on Crystal Palace. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I hope so. They need oh, to. and, and P.S. Uh, happy early birthday. My birthday is, oh, is a week before yours, thanks. so mine mine is actually next Friday. I know yours is the 16th. Okay. So, uh, us fellow Libras, uh, we got love for each other. So, Libra happy gang, uh, early man. birthday. The, the birthday, most Brandon. emotional, non-emotional people on the planet. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, keep up the great yeah. work, and thank you once again for joining us today. Thank you, Brandon. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Right, take care. All right, once again, that was Brandon London, uh, Super Bowl champ for the 2007 New York Giants. He's doing great work for S&Y in the New York Post. Check him out right here on YouTube, and follow him on all social media platforms on 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 Twitter and Instagram at Brandon London TV. Lakina, as you always say, we got to cool off, but yes. we got to finish strong. <laughs> on the flip side, we have our week four NFL picks. We got baseball to talk about and a whole lot more. So stay there with us, ladies and gentlemen. And listen to a special hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Old Chicago. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of Dodea. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Huh, got it done here. Ouch! And we're gonna make sure you live this time. Uh, ouch! <laughs> You're not gonna get me this time. Ow, Manny! Whoops! Let's try an easy Still in my drill instructor today. Don't quit. If you quit now, you'll always quit in life. Go for it. So I jumped in. Unsure, apprehensive, and scared out of my mind. But I came up a Marine.
And welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in the living call on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. And before we bring on our week four NFL picks, we must remind you that uh, Christine Manica, who's not here with us today, she's on a special assignment uh, helping raise money for the Cure, uh, Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon in her uh, work city in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Dakota. You can donate to local kids and families battling cancer. You can call 605-328-5750 or text the word CASTLE to 51555. Once again, to help uh, the kiddos in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you can donate to local kids and their families battling cancer. You can call this phone number 605-328-5750 or text the word CASTLE, that's C-A-S-T-L-E, to 51555. I know times are hard right now. I know we are battling through a hurricane in, in the southern part of the country. If you, if you have uh, any funds, uh, help out the kids in SA battling cancer. And they, that that charity will definitely appreciate it. So once again, call 605-328-5750 or text the word CASTLE, C-A-S-T-L-E, to 51555. Yeah, we're going to keep that information up throughout the show, the rest of the show. So you mm -hmm. guys make sure you know, help out if you can. And such, you know, spread the word to all your friends and family members, you know, to help out if they can. 100% of the proceeds goes to that. So that foundation is Sioux Falls. Yes. All right, Sid. Uh, let's talk. Okay, you know you're you're ahead of both me and Christine. You know, right now, still. Uh, yeah, as always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, separated. Yeah, there's like like one game separated between my you know Christine and myself. So we're oh, about the second place is a, a good battle. Okay. No, mm, okay, okay, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give right. you guys some hope here. <laughs> oh yeah, we still got a little bit of hope, a little bit, just a, just a tad, if nothing, if nothing else. <laughs> but the season's still young, so we're only a week four, so this should help a little bit. All right, first the London game, Sid. Uh, this game will exclusively be on NFL Network. You got the Vikings and the Saints. Like Jameis Winston will not play, and neither will Michael Thomas for the Saints. Hmm. Okay, Sid. Yeah, what the Vikings think? are. Yeah, Vikings are favored by three and a half points. I'm taking the Vikings. They have the better roster. Uh, they're they have the better health. Kirk Cousins, he's overseas. He should be able to play better. Uh, <laughs> you have Dalvin. Yeah, he should. Right, he should. Right. <laughs> but right. uh, Dalvin Cook, your star running back, and my guy, third year guy Justin Jefferson, their star wide receiver out of LSU. He should have a a monster game. Hopefully, LaShawn Lattimore will not do anything foolish overseas, but outside of that, the Vikings, if they do what they're supposed to do, establish their tempo early, they should cruise to a victory. So, uh, with that being said, as you reported, with the injuries on the other flip side, I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, it should be interesting one here. I think, you know, like see, so Kirk Cousins, you know, this is not prime time. Well, it, it'll be like almost nighttime there when they play. Yeah. It'll mm -hmm. be like in the middle of the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So, but he should be, he should be okay. You know, Dalvin Cook, I know he's got, he was a little bit dinged up. He's like, he is questionable. Like I said, like, you know, Jameis will not play, neither will uh, Thomas. So, but I, I think the Vikings showed a little bit of a fight, you know, last week against the Lions. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they, they're getting a little bit better to that defense. So I think they'll do just enough to win this game. And it actually, it's actually maybe a good game too. So, you know, just don't worry, don't worry, uh, all you guys in London who are going to be watching this game. Uh, yeah, this should be a this should be a good one. Uh, should be an interesting one here. You got the oh oh, Christine's got the Vikings. I got her picks right here. She got the Vikings. Okay. She has, mm -hmm. basically, so she says it's going to be close. You know, lots of injuries. You know, so yeah, that's basically the same reason she's picking the Vikings. 
Uh, first noon game, uh, you got the Browns and the one and two Falcons. Ah, uh, you know what? The Falcons, you know, they're they got they show a bit of a fight, a little bit of a fight. You know, they beat Seattle and all the lot. As I said last week, <laughs> well, okay, well, okay, everyone except Sid didn't think that would, that would happen. Uh, <laughs> You know, Mark Smyota, you know, is limited the mistakes. You know, Cordero Patterson, I think he had like another 100 yard rushing game. So, you know, the Browns, you know, Miles Garrett in that accident, he might be questionable. He had an accident, remember, mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week. I might hate myself for this, but I'm going to pick the Falcons in the upset. I hate to say it, Lakina, but I'm going to join that train with you. Like you said, Miles yeah. Garrett, hope, first of all, hopefully he's okay as, yeah. as far as him getting back to uh, normal routines in life before before football. Hopefully he's okay. Like you said, there was uh, potential uh, devastating news from earlier this mm-hmm. week. So uh, hopefully he's okay. But Cleveland, uh, they came off of their victory last Thursday against uh, a struggling Pittsburgh Steelers team. Like I said, the Falcons did what they had to do on the road last week. Uh, I think it's going to be a surprising close game, but I don't know if Cleveland – can uh, hold up defensively. So I'm going with the Falcons. I'm going by common sense here. And Cleveland's favored by one. So it's basically at a pick. It's a toss up. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and Christina says it's going to be a close one, but she's picking the Browns. Hmm. That'll be, like I said, it should be probably one of the more intriguing games of yeah. the week. Yeah. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, should be a g- good one here. Uh, I think, I don't know. Are we going to get this game here in Chicago? If not, I will be watching this game via my uh, laptop here. You got the Bills and the Ravens. Bills and the Ravens. I believe we will get that game here in Chicago. I believe we'll get the game in Chicago. We'll, I'll check on it in just a minute. But the Buffalo Bills are three-point favorites on the road. Of course, Baltimore, they did what they had to do last week, pulling away from the Patriots in the second half. We got more on the Patriots later. We'll get to that. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo, they, they suffered that bad loss in Miami last week. Getting that yes. heat, it, mm-hmm. shouldn't, uh, it, it shouldn't be that way in Baltimore this Sunday. This is going to be an ugly close game. I think there'll be a little bit more points scored than usual, but I, I'll take Buffalo for this one. Yeah, this sh- I've been back and forth on this one, and you know I'm thinking you know if one one minute I pick the Ravens, next minute I pick you know Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And jeez, uh, oh, uh, the defense. You know that's really the thing, the wild card here. The defense. I know they've mm-hmm. been banged up. The defense. You know the Bills defense. You know. Baltimore's defense has been sort of suspect, although they did play well last week. Uh, I Eagle, uh, Charles uh, Davis, and Evan Washer will have this game. Uh, hmm. Yes, this game will be airing live in Chicago, opposite okay. of the Bears Giants game. Okay, so if, if that Bears Giants game will be a bore, which will probably will be, I will be tuning into watching this game. <laughs> Same um, here. <laughs> right, I think we all, I think a lot of Bears, a lot of Chicago people feel that way. Uh, I'm gonna pick Jesus. I'll pick Buffalo just because I think they're they want to, they're going to be not going to be in a very good mood after they lost to Miami last week. Yeah, if if, if you're Baltimore, uh, let's see if Lamar Jackson can take advantage of that banked up secondary for Buffalo. That, that, that that's going to be the key for Baltimore there. Yeah, Christine has the Bills. She said the same thing. Allen wants to win after that Miami uh, debacle. So yeah, like you said, you can't Dorsey snap it like a five year old child. Right. <laughs> He was the, he was the, after the 03 uh, Fiesta Bowl. Remember that? Yeah, I know Miami uh, Hurricanes fans don't want to remember that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. He wasn't, he wasn't that upset after. He was actually just as upset, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, I don't blame him for that, but yeah. that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, yeah, but watch Lamar Jackson have like, another career day or something. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Commanders and the Cowboys. Uh, Christine has Dallas. Uh 
I'll say Dallas, too. I know they're coming off a short week, but they are playing at home, so that helps them. So just because I, I don't trust Washington, I just don't. I'm going yeah. to this week there. Yeah, I know head coach Rod Rivera may be in trouble. One of them is because they're starting quarterback, that fraud Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I had the nerve to pick them last week, and good grief. But I'll keep <laughs> it short and sweet. I'm going with the Cowboys in a rare noon start yeah, uh, down weird. there in Dallas. So yeah, it's, that's usually their start time, but, you know, they always play in prior time, whether it's late afternoon or Sunday or Monday night. So this is a quote-unquote rare but normal start time for home Home Cowboys games. I'll go over Dallas. Dallas is favored by three. All right. Well, yeah, I think they. I think they have like one or two of these a year. These new games. Yeah. So should be an interesting one there. Should be an intriguing one here. You got the Seahawks and the Lions. Uh, yeah, this will be live via this computer screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. We watch this game too uh, on the on this uh, lovely laptop here. But yeah, I mean, I felt like this the the Seahawks. You know, they had a little bit of kind of a step back after the loss to Jacksonville. Detroit, I know they're going to be still going to be they're still smart after that. You know the Vikings game that they kind of let slip away. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a close one. Again, I might hate myself for this, but I'm picking the Lions just because they're at home. Uh, the Lions are three and a half point favorites at home. Like you said, they should be two and one instead of one and two. Of course, Seattle lost. Uh, to Atlanta at home last week. I know traditionally Seattle uh, has been a good uh, good team from the West mm-hmm. Coast to the East Coast in a noontime slot. Uh, you don't have the same team anymore to pull that off, so it's going to be surprisingly close, but uh, I'm trusting Dan Campbell and his lines to get it done. If they're an improved team like they say they are, they will learn their lesson from last week. I'm going with the Lions. They should be able to win this one. Yeah, well, let's hope so. And uh, Christine also has the Lions too, and she says she wouldn't be surprised if it's a close one, so... We'll see what happens there. Uh, Chargers having to travel cross country, but you know, with against the Texans. Okay, I'm hoping. Oh, Jesus, you know all the injury issues and such. Bosa's out. Uh, Slater, yeah. their offensive tackle is out. I believe for the year. Yeah, can't, Justin yeah. Herbert still can't yeah. stand up right without. Yeah, he actually practiced. Yeah, he actually practiced yesterday, but yeah, Ken Allen is also, but but he's questionable too. So mm-hmm. that's a whole different uh thing. I mean, it's going to be an ugly one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very ugly. But, you know, I think they'll just give the give the uh, ball to Eckler and he'll just, you know, go to town. So because of that, I'm picking the Chargers. I guess probably has my better judgment. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers are favored by five and a half points on the road. They should be able to win this one easily. But I got a sneaky feeling that the Houston Texans will keep this uh, slightly close, especially after what happened here in Chicago last Sunday. So I'm going with the Chargers, but don't be surprised if it's a field goal game. So Houston would probably keep this close. And Christine has the Chargers, probably for the same reasons we do. Okay. A good one here in the AFC South. Uh, you got the one and two Texans against the one, one and one. No, I'm not being my, not being funny. That really is a record. The Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Colts are coming off an upset win against the Chiefs last week. I went against my better judgment. I was going to go with the Colts, but as I said last week, I needed the Colts to show me more. Uh, they came back with the last second touchdown against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. And of course, the Titans, they don't look good. They got smashed by Buffalo on Monday Night Football a week or so ago. With that being said, I'm going with the Colts at home. The Colts are, are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. It's going to be an ugly close game, but the Colts should come out with a win. Yeah, this going to be another ugly game for Indianapolis, I think. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll pick the Colts too. I, I just think they're at home. I don't know what I'm expecting from the Titans at this point. So I'll pick mm-hmm. the Colts just because they're at home. And let me see, Christine. Let me see here. She has the Titans. So she's going, she's going, she's stepping out. So 
Okay. But I would be surprised. Look, I would be shocked if the Titans pull it out, but. Yeah, you know, those two teams usually play close games anyway, so it wouldn't yeah. be a surprise. It would be, yeah, it would be close either way, whoever wins it, but uh, should be a good one here. An intriguing one here, uh, our buddy Spiro Adidas and uh, Jay Feely will have the call, and Aditi, I'm not, I can't say her last name, so I, I, I've been a fan of hers for years, but they're going to be calling this game uh, Jags and the the, the last remaining undefeated team, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are favored by six and a half at home. Of course, Jacksonville got that big win against the mm -hmm. Los Angeles Chargers last week. Of course, Philadelphia, you saw what they did last Monday night at home against the Vikings. Yep. I think uh, I, I think it's going to be close. I'm cheering for Jacksonville as a fan, but I think Philadelphia is too much for them. This is one of those games that this young Jacksonville Jaguars team is going to go through through the growing pain. So, uh, Philadelphia has this one for me, so I'm going with Philadelphia. But as a fan, I'm cheering hard for Jacksonville. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Like I said, I think Spiro, Jay, and Aditi will have a good game here to call. And mm -hmm. uh, this should be an interesting one, too, nonetheless. I mean, no one thought that they would uh, you know, you know, win last week, so who's to say they can't win this week? But I think Jalen Hurts and the rest of the Eagles team is on a mission. So, mm -hmm. you know, that defense is actually pretty good. I think they're going to give Tr Trevor Lawrence fits. So I'm going to pick uh, the Eagles, and so does Christine. So we're, we're all picking the home team. Should be a fun one, yeah. though. But, look, I would be surprised if, they, if the Jags pull off the upset, the quote-unquote upset. Yep. Next game, I think this is the last of the noon games. The New York Jets and second-year quarterback Zach Wilson will make his 2022 debut. They'll travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. This may be the end of the line for quarterback Mitch Trubisky. The New York Jets, uh, they're struggling so far this year. So are the Steelers. The Steelers are coming off their loss at Cleveland last Thursday night. I don't know what to make of the New York Jets. This mm -hmm. is going to be an ugly game. Lakina... <laughs> this is really this is a toss up here. If I was a bad man, I would stay away from this game, but just because I might regret this take two and call me in the morning, mm -hmm. I'm going with the Steelers. This is their last stand, especially for Mitch Trubisky. I'm going with the Steelers just because they're at home. Yeah, same thing. I know Greg Gumbel, Adam Marchaletta, and AJ Ross have the call of this one, and uh, it's going to be an ugly one <laughs> too. This could yeah. be that. This could be that nine six. You know, six three games that you always make fun of me for for liking. Yeah, <laughs> this is right I, up I your alley. <laughs> which I don't like them, by the way. I just think that I don't. Who's going? This is going to be one of those games. Real quick, before we move to the uh, late games, uh, who who who's which quarterback is going to throw the most interceptions? Zach Wilson or Trubisky? <laughs> now that's uh, a bet for you. That's that. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a parlay somewhere. Uh, oh boy. Hmm. I think one, I think they might they might each get one. I think <laughs> they may each get one. Uh, who knows? Uh, Christy also has the Steelers, so we're all picking the, the home team again. So meme alert. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, it should be an interesting one too. It might be an ugly one, so uh, I stay away from this one if you're a betting person. Uh, first of the three o'clock games, you got the Cardinals and the Panthers. Uh, I think the Cardinals are gonna be gonna be without. Uh, I think I saw that AJ Green and Rondell Moore are gonna be gone too. So. <sighs> yeah, like I know. Yeah, I know. AJ Green's been struggling with a hamstring and everything. And I know I saw uh, Shefty tweeted something a little while ago. Let me see if I can take get that tweet up real quick. Yeah, hamstring injury for uh, AJ Green and uh, both Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore are questionable. Uh, Brown with the foot and uh, Moore with the hamstring. They're both questionable. But you know, Carolina, hmm. and this actually helps Arizona. They're going to be playing at three instead of at noon, so this actually helps them a little bit. 
Yeah, this is a normal um, time slot to play anyway. So traveling yeah. from the East Coast to the from the West Coast to the East Coast, it shouldn't be uh, any problem. But like you mentioned, there is a bunch of injuries that they're suffering right now. Kyler Murray was going to put on his cape again with that big fro. <laughs> mm. But that's besides the point. I don't trust either one of these teams, uh, Lakina, <laughs> to be honest with you. I know Arizona is favored by one on the road. That means he's had to pick them. Uh, I'm going to try to bring some common sense into this. I'm going with Carolina. Cute. Uh, I don't trust Baker either. I know that. I know. Uh, I know. That, I know. that, that O-line, you know, I'm a little suspicious of that O-line for the Panthers. This could be J.J. Watt may have his breakout game here. I know their, their defense actually been keeping them in games. I'm talking about the Cardinals. So, mm -hmm. again, I might hate myself for this. I'm taking the Cardinals just because, like I said, it helps that they're playing at three. That is a normal time anyway, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. And Christine has the Cardinals, too, so I, I, I'm... Uh, lucky for Fox, this isn't a doubleheader day for them. This right. is the, their only late game, so most of the country will not get this one unless you have red zone or you have the package or you're looking for it on your lap side like we are, but mm -hmm. <laughs> this is going to probably get ugly real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very quick. So Moving right. on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Patriots and Packers. This is a 325 game on fox i believe that uh cbs oh, oh cbs oh sorry my bad yeah he just said fox had a yeah i got all mixed up here yeah this is gonna be where uh this is gonna be the, the top team is gonna be playing this uh gonna be doing this game uh nance uh romo and uh wolfson they're gonna be there at lambo mac jones is still a little bit banged up with that back <laughs> uh you know he can still play after what what happened to him at the end of last week uh, I, I I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But I'll make it short and sweet. This should be the Packers game to win. Yeah, the Packers should have this one easily. Yeah. Uh, now that they're starting to get their guys back in a Atari, he mm -hmm. should be getting his groove back too. He played last week as the Bucks, so mm -hmm. yeah, I think this should this should this should be a breakout game for Aaron Rodgers. I think because that defense for the Patriots it's, it's a little bit questionable. Yeah, Tony Romo's going to throw roses at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh throughout well, the broadcast, yeah, get ready so for that. We'll leave that there. Yeah, Christine <laughs> has the has the Packers too, so. A sweep there. Uh, another, you know, another good one here. Probably a tricky one in the NFC West. We got the Broncos and the 0 and three uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'll be watching this one uh, in its entirety via this computer screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, same here. Jeez, uh, uh, I, I don't know. But the Broncos, mm, I, I have no idea what to think. <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson. I, I, I honestly don't. I, I can't. I, I don't know. Uh, this is another pick 'em. I guess because they're home, I, I, again, again, this will be another one of those picks where I might regret later. I'm picking the Raiders just because they're home, I guess. They get the first yeah. one of the year. Yeah, the Raiders are favorite. Yeah, the Raiders are favored by two and a half, which means money's coming in on the Broncos. And I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. I'm going with Denver. Wouldn't surprise me. And uh, Christine also has the Raiders, too. So, uh, yeah, another difference of opinion there. Like we said, I mean, this is a, this is a pick 'em, so should be interesting there in the AFC yeah. West. Uh, a really good one here. Some people say this could be a, a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. Could be another Super Bowl preview on Sunday Night Football. You got the Chiefs and the Bucks. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored by one point, and this game will be played on Sunday Sunday night in Tampa. Even though the hurricane passed a couple of days ago, I know the NFL was monitoring this situation. Uh, thinking they can move this game to another state, but that will not be the case. There'll be full fans in Tampa. Uh, this Sunday after the hurricane, after the, uh, starting to clean up for the hurricane from earlier this week. So uh, Tampa Bay, they need to get it together. You saw that pathetic performance offensively last week against mm -hmm. the Packers. Uh, the Chiefs lost on the road at Indianapolis. 
<laughs> I, this, really, this is a toss-up game. Both teams come off of bad losses. I hate. Uh, I'm going with you. I'll take two and call me in the morning. I'm going with Tampa. Yeah, I'm going with Tampa too. Uh, I'm not trying to be funny here, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think I think Brady is going to be smarting after that that loss to the Packers. The Chiefs, you know, they've got some issues, so I don't. Mm-hmm. No one wants to talk about that, you know, Chiefs fans, but. You know, I think the Bucks. I think they they're going to be smart from that loss to Green Bay last week. So uh, we'll see what happens. And I think the I think the uh, the bulk of the hurricane I think just missed this the Tampa Bay area. That's probably why they are playing this game. So right, and they practice in Miami all week. Talking yeah, about Tampa so Bay. The, yeah. yeah, so it shouldn't be that big of an issue here. Here and uh, she has uh, uh Christine has the cheese. Actually, says that uh, they've been through a lot because of the hurricane and such. This is going to be a, this is really a pick em game for her as well, like a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. but she has the cheese. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, a good one here, uh, the Rams and the 49ers, a Monday nighter. They got a good one, uh, Joe and Troy and Lisa and the game do uh, in the mm-hmm. NFC West. Uh, one and two 49ers as they host the the, the, the reigning champs, the two-and-one Rams. Of course, uh, San Francisco swept the season series last year. Of course, the game that mattered the most in the NFC title game, the Rams got the best of the 49ers at SoFi last year. I think things a little bit different this year. Of course, San Francisco has Jimmy G at quarterback, replacing the uh, injured Trey Lance, who's out for the year. Arizona, the, the last game that the uh, that the Rams played, rather, they mm-hmm. dominated but not really dominated Arizona last week in terms of the score. Of course, San Francisco, they lost as uh, Jimmy G was doing his one-two step, uh, stepping out <laughs> the end zone last week, right. which mm-hmm. turned out to be the play of the game. But I think... The 49ers will get it together. This is going to be a classic battle. The favorite in this game is the 49ers. They are two-point favorites at home. Uh, just for that, this is going to be a close physical game. I'm going with the 49ers in this one. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that defense for the Rams is a little bit – I'm kind of starting to worry a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. especially their The offensive year. line, too. Yeah, that old line too, and you know that that you know that front seven for the Hornets is actually pretty good. So mm-hmm. because of that, and the fact that they're at home, I think Jimmy G wants to prove something, especially after having the NFC Championship game. I'm thinking the Forty ers and uh, Christine. Actually, she said now she's got the Rams. Although again, okay. that, that wouldn't really shock me. Yeah, it always comes down to these two teams in the NFC West is because it's very competitive. So uh, me and Lakina go are going with the Forty ers uh, The Christine is going with the Rams. All right, uh, Bears and Giants on Fox. I, I don't know who's going to be the uh, the lucky. Oh, uh, it's Joe, yes, Joe Davis, Pam Oliver, and Dare Moose Johnston. Oh, okay. so that's the number two team for Fox. Okay, uh, two and one. I know what Brandon said earlier, but 27 16, that might be a little bit of a stretch. I know they're coming off a short week. I know people want to harp on that, but I think the thing mm-hmm. is, is that people forget that the Giants are playing at home. I can see if they were have to come here to Soldier had to play the Bears, but. They're at home, so they've been practicing as such. So, as as uh, Brandon said, give Saquon the ball, and I think that's going to be the thing here. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're going to be giving him the ball a lot, and I know that uh, I think the first right before he got hurt, he was actually running the ball pretty well before he got hurt a couple of years ago when they played. And I think mm-hmm. even before that, it was actually the run game that, that killed the Bears. So, uh, uh, I, it'll be a close one, but Justin hmm. feels that O line still concern me. Yeah. I'll say 17-13 Giants, but again, I, I'm not. Don't 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 take that at face value. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have a respectable score. The Giants are favored by three points. At uh, favored by three points, the Bears should win this game. I know they had one sack on Davis Mills of Houston last week. 
The Bears' defense must get more than one sack. If they do, they have a better chance of winning this game. Mm -hmm. But I got to see uh, better results on offense. And breaking news yep. here, as expected, David Montgomery, Montgomery will be out for this one. So he's yeah. ruled out. So Khalil Harbour will get the majority of the carries as expected. Lakina, uh, the, the run game will be fine for the Bears. So the Giants shut that down. We, we all know the Bears do not have a much of a passing game. And it's going to come down to that defense again. We know the defenses, they bend, but sometimes when they break, it gets ugly, and it gets ugly in a hurry. I think we'll see sort of that sort of that happen to the Bears on Sunday. I'm going with the Giants by, by four points, uh, like you said. All Until right. the Bears show me more on offense, I'm going with the Giants. They're not that much better either, but I can see them making a couple of key plays down the stretch to pull it out. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I think it's definitely good. This is like another one, another one of these pick'em games. I yeah. feel like, and Christine actually has the Bears. She basically said, you know, the Giants aren't that great, and it could be another close one. Feels needs to step up. You know, needs to work, and you know, she basically said that the other chat that, that you know that, that change the habits and stuff like that. So she thinks mm -hmm. that this could be this could be a breakout game for Justin Fields. Again, we'll see. I, I know that uh, Kadarius Tony, I just saw, is out. It's going to be out for the Giants. Mm -hmm. I know, like I said, I know Kenny, Kenny Galladay loves, you know, playing the Bears. Like I said, we saw how much of a fit he was when he was in Detroit. So I mm -hmm. think this might be his breakout game. So who knows? But You would think, because I know the fans and some of the coaching staff are, are, are hard on him right now. So yeah, uh, this, uh, this, this would be, this would be a, uh, definitely a, a game for him to break out. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see what happens here. And those are your NFL week four pictures of Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, as we wrap things up here. Real quick, uh, the reason why we saved uh, baseball for last, uh, basically because uh, there's really no need to because uh, both the both the Sox, you know, they were eliminated on Wednesday officially thanks to uh, their losing three out of four to, to the Twins and, of course, uh, Seattle winning uh, against the Rangers. So, uh, real quick, Sid, I mean, we'll get to all that stuff with the, with the Sox and the Cubs. As you get closer and closer, but uh, really kind of like a quick you know, synopsis of like what, what's your kind of like your ob uh, socks obituary, if you will. Uh, I, I know I heard Giolito and a couple other players say they still want to finish uh, above 500 to finish out the year in a disappointing year. Okay, great. Uh, as I tweeted out yesterday, you finally decided to win the ball game when it does, doesn't count. Okay, like you, yippee, hooray. <laughs> I know you got three, three in San Diego this weekend. It's more important for uh, the the Padres. Padres, I know they struggled this early this week against the Dodgers. Of course, mm -hmm. Dodgers trying to get that buy from the wild card round, like everyone else in the National League. But uh, the Sox, like I said, we'll get more into it perhaps next week as the season regular season draws to a close. Thank goodness. But uh, mm -hmm. the, on the flip side for the Cubs, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Even though they swept the Phillies and they have You're now welcome, the, Milwaukee. The You're welcome, the, Milwaukee. Milwaukee is sweating it out for the last wild card spot. <laughs> You're welcome, Milwaukee. You're welcome. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, like I said, the Cubs got to win number 70 yesterday. I know they're battling the Reds this weekend at the friendly confines. Uh, could the Cubs perhaps win close to 75 games? Yeah, They'll be an achievement for them this year. Yeah, they finished up against Cincy. They had a home home against a home and road uh, a series against Cincy. And they, mm -hmm. actually, they actually posted the Cubs posted a really cool video, you know, showing the friendly confines. Especially this this, this is the Cubs last home series this year. So it'll be against the Reds. So that 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 was pretty cool. If you guys you know check that out, you know it's on it's on YouTube. It's on their uh, Cubs Twitter accounts. That was mm -hmm. pretty cool. The Yankees clinched you know, for the 20th straight time their division. Uh, yeah, the Aaron Judge hits number hits number 61. Yeah. Yeah, that was a – and also, too, cause a little bit of a stir with Sarah Washington, her husband, Matt Bushman, who's a pitching coach for the Blue Jays. He actually mm -hmm. caught the ball, but then he gave it back because she was actually joking that, 
oh, well, you know, this could cause a divorce mm-hmm. proceedings, but that was pretty funny. But uh, it, it's such. But uh, yeah, uh, that's basically it on the baseball side. Yeah, congrats to Toronto. They finally clinched a playoff spot yeah, for the first time in saw, two years. Yeah, I know. I was so, so excited. I know they're going to be they're gonna, yeah, I know they were smart because they just missed last year, but uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. was really cool uh, to see. And uh, yeah, so they're gonna be kind of like gonna give you know, teams some fits as well. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the uh, yeah. Speaking of the Cubs, you talking yeah. about their second half performance? They're thirty five and twenty nine since the since the All Star break heading into this weekend's action against Cincinnati. Yeah, they got yeah they got one of the best records uh second for the second half uh, so this is one of the reasons why they ever really get to seventy so like I said they, they could get to seventy three or seventy five so who knows like I said they got the home and home home end road uh series against the Reds so uh, should be interesting to see what happens uh there Philadelphia and Washington you know they start their series you gotta get together Phillies you got to oh those yeah. fans will get nasty if they don't win this series. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they'll, 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 oh god, no no. Oh, I, got, I got a friend who lives out there, and you know, there she is not very, she's not happy that the Phillies lost an opportunity. They're gonna burn that city message. down. They don't win this series this weekend. Yeah, yeah I had to mess her. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, 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 Joanna. Hi, Joanna. You're gonna <laughs> give her a shout out. Uh, New York and Atlanta still a lot to be decided here in that NL mm-hmm. East uh, division. So. This could, as Brandon said earlier, this this could be sort of like the thing. So both these yeah. teams are going to be uh, ready to go. It should be fun. Yeah, but also we'll just give you the important series this weekend. Right. Uh, Boston at at Toronto. Of course, the Blue Jays want to take on the wins, build that momentum, going to that wild card series next week. You still have Kansas City at Cleveland. Cleveland will reach ninety wins. Thank you, White Sox, for that. <laughs> of course, you said the Mets and the Braves. Of course, Florida and Milwaukee resuming their four game series this week. Of course, uh, the Marlins uh, upset the Brewers last night, but the Brewers still hanging on. Thank you, Cubs, by being sweeping the Phillies. Of course, you have Tampa Bay at Houston this weekend. Hopefully, Tampa Bay will clinch a playoff spot. Houston still trying to chase down mm-hmm. the best record with the Yankees and the AL. Of course, the Pirates and the Cardinals. The Cardinals trying to get healthy for the playoffs. Um, Shohei Otani missed a no hitter last night. I uh, said so yeah. the Angels right. will battle the Rangers this weekend. Of course, Colorado will travel to LA to take on the Dodgers, and Oakland will take on your Mariners in the great, uh, great Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I know they're going to be some payback there after the uh, the you know, after the A's got a couple of weeks ago. So and they need this too to kind of officially clinch that playoff spot. I know that mm-hmm. I know I know that uh, Baltimore is still mathematically in it. As weird as that sounds, but. Yeah, you know, I think if you're if you're uh, Seattle, you want to kind of keep that distance there and take care of business against Oakland. All right, so that's your baseball schedule for the final weekend of the regular season. Of course, the regular season will end next Wednesday. Yeah, thank God. I think it can't. If you're a Sox fan, that can't. It can't end soon enough. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. All right. Uh, on that note, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Shout out real quick to our guy, Jason Palmer. He responded to us uh, on on the uh, Facebook page. He says, sure. To a tongue of a little, he's a big Dolphins fan. Should never yes, he is. put yeah. in the game. We agree with you, Jason. Yes, sorry, uh, great Jason. comment there. So, uh, the Dolphins, uh, they got a whole lot of people to answer to for, for that situation. Uh, as you, as I mentioned, you can follow your children on Twitter, IG at CK80. Follow Sports All Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Sexy Sports at War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support.
like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And one more time for our girl, Christine uh, Manica, KXRB. She's doing a radiothon in Sioux Falls where she works at to you know, cure kids' cancer, donate to the local kids and families battling cancer. Call 605-328-5750. Again, that's 605-328-5750. Or text the word CASTLE, C-A-S-T-L-E, to 51555. So I know, you know, times are tough right now. And I know there's, you know, helping folks out with Hurricane Ian and that effort. But if you can, you know, you know, donate if you can, anything, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can afford. hundred percent of the proceeds goes to Cure Kids Cancer. Yes. And we'd like to thank uh, Brandon London, a Super Bowl champ, and he's tearing it up in New York sports media for SNY and the New York Post. Uh, make sure you follow him and Brandon London TV on the Twitter and Instagram. He's really tearing it up. He has very definite opinions. So mm-hmm. give that young yes. man a, a follow. And you can catch Second City Sports live at the 11 Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Old Chicago. One more again, as the kids would say, catch Second City Sports Live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, exclusively right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And don't forget, we're also on Roku TV. Yes. You were right there. You know, just you know, type in uh, Sports Zone Chicago on the Roku t- uh, television, whatever the apps you got, your smart TV, smartphone, uh, you know, whatever device that you have, you know, search Sports Zone Chicago, you know, check us out, you know, t- you know, Sean and Maya, the smoke fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the other great shows we what's have. Up, on cuz? What's up, cuz? Of course, you know, sorry about sorry. So, what's up, cuz? <laughs> they got a great show coming up, uh, but yeah, so yeah, so make sure you guys check us out. You know, and you can watch us whatever you like. Yep, take us home. All right, enjoy all the games, everybody. You know, all the great, you know, football, baseball as they finish up the season, thank God. And you know, of course, the college football and stuff. Also, there's gonna be some NBA at preseason action as well. We'll get more into that, you know, next week. But uh, but with that said, I'm sit. I I'm Lakita. That's it. Easy <laughs> for me to say. Oh, I'm tongue twisting here. This was XC Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Till then, holla.